Welcome back. You're watching Stockwatch with me, Julieta Televi. And joining me to take your questions on the show this evening are David Shapiro from Sassman Securities and Wayne McCurry from F&B Wealth and Investments. If you'd like to send questions to us, please SMS 41392, email stockwatch at bdtv.co.za or tweet us at businessdaytv using the hashtag Stockwatch. David, Wayne, good to see you both. Um, David, if I may start with you, pretty good finish on the market today. I don't know if it was nice pass really entirely that did all the lifting. Um, but you also get a sense that markets are in a bit of a lull right now. Mm, I don't know if it's the I, summer I holidays in the Northern well. Hemisphere. Yeah. No, you know, you're going through the argument last night. I don't know how many Fed people speak. Every day there's somebody speaking. And every day they're coming out with still a hawkish message. And, you know, and then you've got all the commentators saying, uh, you know, recession, inflation, higher rates equals lower earnings equals lower equity markets. Markets are mad. And the market's saying, well, I don't care. I'm just going higher. <laughs> and we've got the last time I looked, the NASDAQ was up 2%. So we're in the middle, you know, and, and I like where the smart money goes. I don't believe money's dumb. You know, sometimes it's dumb, but I think generally there's a message there that we haven't quite picked up. So I'm, I've got to look a little deeper into what this is telling mm. us, but I'm not buying the story of that this market's going to go back to the, the lows that we saw. There's yeah. just, uh, there, there's too much evidence against that. And the lows that we saw when in Mar uh, March, April, or, you know, May, I, I don't know where it was, but uh, where we saw those very, very low levels mm. here. I so mean, yeah. uh, I'm quite happy with where, how the markets are put, even the JSC, you know, against this backdrop. Wayne, do you share David's view that it's not dumb money that's going into the market and pushing it higher? Because there would be, I'm sure, David, there would be another view saying, no, it's the dumb money pushing the market higher. <laughs> <laughs> and the smart money is on the sidelines. <laughs> Wayne, are you dumb or smart money this evening? Look, I, my view is, is that this is a bear market, really. So I disagree with, I disagree with the, the eternal bull, Mr. Shapiro, there. <laughs> I think this is a, bull mar a, a bear market, really, and the markets will go back down again and test their lows and maybe even go a little bit lower. But, you know, again, I want to stress, and, and, and we've spoken about this on numerous occasions, uh, this is not a minus 40% bear market. You know, 25 30%, 20%, somewhere around there is the level of it because there's not, this is not an earnings uh, recession. I mean, earnings will probably come off, but earnings are not going to, collapse and it's not an economic recession either even though technically the u.s is in recession yeah. whatever happens will probably be quite mild but it is a ratings recession the market's ratings in comparison to long-term and short-term interest rates that's where the pain's going to come so it will be more muted than what we have seen in the past because every other one that i remember in the past has been a ratings recession and an earnings and economic recession yeah, and that's when you get the minus forties. So I, I think this is this is just a, a a very typical bear market, really. What about the case for Europe? And and the previous interview that uh, was on just as uh, before us was uh, the, it was the Bloomberg guys interviewing the head of Commerce Bank uh, this morning, um, and asking specifically about Germany going into recession. I mean, is Europe's recession or possible recession as a result of um, the Ukraine war and 
the, the whole yeah. um, the gas issue, the crisis uh -huh. over energy. Is that something uh -huh. though that is going to be quite profound and it's not and that is something that we should take into account well, we we know about it you know everybody's spoken about it you know that we're in for a harsh uh winter in europe that there's not going to be enough gas but it's already been discounted i have no doubt that provisions are being made quite frantically so I'm saying that most of this news is known. You know, even what Wayne says, and, and I think that's so relevant, that we're not going into an earnings recession. And if you looked at the earnings that we were produced now, they were pretty strong. And when you look at the guidance coming from the businesses, they're not, they're not in panic. They're just yeah. going ahead and adapting to the conditions or the prevailing conditions. And I think that's what the market's telling us. You know, it's not, it's so difficult to read it, you know, to read. And that's what the charm of the market is. That's what <laughs> makes it so wonderfully interesting is not knowing and trying to work your way, uh, you know, through this using all the information that you've got. So I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that we're going to roar and we're going to go back to uh, high levels, but I think that we're just going to claw our way back, you know, creep up ratchet our way up, you know, one step at a time. But I don't feel the, uh, you know, the, the fear and panic that is being spread by Fed governors. Yeah. This is not enough. More coming. You know, they, they, they have the way of saying things. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought, they'd been, I thought they had resolved to say less <laughs> because they, they, it seemed um, when they made the interest rate decision that they didn't want this open mouth policy so much. And it seemed to be an indicating indication that the market would appreciate it if they said less. Uh, so I don't know what's going on. But um, just going back to this whole uh, subject on if we are in a bear market, if this is a bear market rally, if we could fall further, there's a question specifically for you, Wayne. Um, but David, obviously, you can uh, uh, throw in your two cents. Um, kindly ask Wayne if he's still expecting a 10 to 15% drop in the market or if he's comfortable buying stocks like Implats, Richmond, and US Tech at these levels. Look, my, I suppose my view is, is, is a shorter term trading view, put it that way. If I had, if I could only make one decision today and not make another decision for three years, I would buy shares at these levels. And I still think you would be quite comfortable in three years time having bought at these type of levels. I know the NASDAQ's up quite strongly in the last month, et cetera, et cetera. But I would still be, I still think if you, if you had to buy now, you would be happy with your decision in three years' time. But, I, but in the shorter term, six months, one year, I don't know. I still think there's a little bit more downside. But if I was forced to make a decision today, mm. I would buy. Okay. Um, and on those shares in particular, Implats, Richemont, or Tech shares? Um, I'm quite happy with all of those. All of them? To be honest, yeah. David, your thoughts on, I mean, would you exclude any from a, if you had a longer term view uh, or I, I, th I think commodities are thrombosis stocks <laughs> you, know, you, you, know, they, you, you have no idea I mean we were being screamed at by commodities they're the best hedge you have against inflation oil's going to 130 and we stood you know we were starry eyed saying oi we better buy commodities you know and what happened? They've gone even today. 
Uh, OPEC says no, we're not increasing production. 100,000 100, barrels, lowest since, I don't know, the 1980s or something like that. So what does the oil price do? It goes down. <laughs> That's at 100. So I, I, I think we're being squeezed here because commodity prices look absolutely awful at the moment. Mm. And uh, so I, I, I think history shows us you buy them when they're absolutely bombed out. And I don't think bombed out. I think we're in the process of them being bombed out. And then uh, when nobody wants them, and then uh, you know, then come in. So I'm, I'm very, just very nervous of commodity prices. Okay. Uh, well, I'm sorry to harp on this theme, but there's a question on two shares in the commodity sector, and it's uh, please choose one for the long term, Sabania or Harmony, in terms of growth and dividend. Um, so I shall go back to Wayne because go, go to Wayne. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Wayne may be less jaundiced about commodity stocks than you are, David. <laughs> Yeah, look, I, I've never liked gold shares my whole life. I think mm. that they're just too volatile. There doesn't seem to be anything that can you can hang your hat on to determine where gold's going and what it's going to do. So I, I wouldn't almost on principle uh, choose Harmony in, in that type of scenario. So then if it's only got the two choices, I'll take Sabanya. But I'd rather buy Impala than Sabanya. Sabanya is very, very... I don't know. It's it's leveraged. It's it's well. It's not leveraged anymore. They made so much cash, but it's mm. it's very marginal. And I think I think Impala is uh, uh, probably a safer bit longer term. David, do you have any thoughts there? Because the bunny seems to have lost. I mean, quite quite mm. brutally. I, I but I don't know if it's any more brutal than Amplats or, or Implats mm. or Northern. Um, but it, it really, um, it just cannot get above 40 rand a share on a consistent no. basis. It's back there, you know, 39 rand today. You have to wait for the next cycle, a next up cycle for this to happen. So I, I don't expect anything to happen as long as they're tightening rates, as long as we're worried about a recession, and as long as China's not doing anything. Um, so I, I, I think it's going to be a battle for all of those shares. Um, there, the answer to that, is whether companies, even though prices are reasonably elevated, is whether they can maintain production and keep their costs under control. They'll generate good cash and they'll do okay. Uh, so Banya, you know, I mean, Neil Froneman's not, not afraid of anything. He just goes out and, you know, buys. And he's, I, I like him very much and I love his, his energy and guts. But I think that, um, that, that, you know, you're in for a tough period in commodities. Mm. Okay. So it's not that, you know, it's, 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 if you got them, hold on. But I mean, I, I'm not sure I would put fresh money in. Just, I mean, you mentioned China, and uh, this is mm. away from the subjects of commodities and what we've been talking about. But uh, old Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan has not made the Chinese happy. And I wonder um, if this is going to have some broader ramification on the markets mm. or on uh, China-US relations. Should we pay attention to this or... Uh, you know, is it something that is, it's unknowable what the outcome might be? I don't know. Do you have any particular fears about this? Or, or do we have enough to worry about? <laughs> we don't need to add I, this to I, part of the The pile. markets have just shrugged it off. <laughs> just, I think they're so tired of geopolitical issues and so tired of, of everybody hitting each other with their handbags. You know, so, oh, no, we're so tired. <laughs> Putin, Xi, 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 what? <laughs> Xi Jinping, you know, Taiwan. I think it's just going ahead and saying, look, we're just going to build our businesses. Just leave us alone. Yeah. I, I looked at the Asian markets this morning, right? I'm just saying they were all up. Alibaba was up. Uh, Tencent was up. 
all along the market. You know, that's why the process was up. Last piece was up. Mm. Wayne, so, yeah. I don't know where the fears are. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, Wayne, I, would you just enjoy the market rally and build yourself a little nuclear bunker, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> Head I, your I, bet. I mean, this, this has been going on since Chiang Kai-shek fled to Taiwan <laughs> in 1948. So it's not new news. And I mean, Nancy Pelosi is obviously the speaker, but I mean, it's not the president going there. It's yeah. Not, I know, it's a bit of a curious... Yeah, but, 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 there, but there could easily be some uh, ramifications. There could be some posturing. There could be some uh, who knows what. You know, unfortunately, with a Chinese, with a communist regime, you do, they can do whatever they want to. And you don't know what they're going to do because they essentially don't answer to anyone. No. Okay. They still need Western capital. They need Western capital. They can't survive without Western capital. They don't capital. want Western capital. I mean, I think... They I think want they... Western capital. <laughs> they, can't, they can't go alone. No nation can go alone. No one can. So mm. you, can, you can exclude Russia, you know, because we can do without them. They're only a very small economy. And we'll make do without their, uh, their oil and the gas sooner or later. But the, lo the, the two largest economies, both China and, and America, just need each other for trade for so many other elements. Mm. So I, I, I just think at the end of the day, you know, you can, you can shout at each other and, and throw insults, et cetera, whether it's in Chinese or American, whatever it is. And I think the markets are just going to bumble on. You know? <laughs> I just looked at Ferrari's results. I mean, they're selling so many Ferraris there. No one cares. You know, I just, I just... <laughs> there was a car company, though, that came out with a bit of a warning today, and that was BMW, saying you're starting to see... Uh, high inflation and, and, you know, recession biting, and the shares were down about 6%. Um, Wayne, uh, is, that, is that a bit of a, a marker for you? Look, I, I think this is actually to be expected, I suppose. I mean, most guys buy their cars on credit and interest rates are significantly higher. And the economy is slowing down. So despite the very, very buoyant company earnings that we've seen, earnings will come under pressure. I mean, when you think every company is facing margin pressure, I mean, inflation's 8 9%. There's no ways you're not going to be facing margin pressure. So I don't think this is unusual at all. And I think it's only the start of, let's call it disappointing earnings. But, you know, as we spoke about earlier, not an earnings collapse. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. And then going to uh, back to questions, um, there was a question on, sorry, if I can pull it up now and the computer has frozen, or perhaps it's operator error, can never discount yes. that <laughs> from the mix. Um, okay, sorry, while I, while I, I try and I retrieve that, there's a question on three shares, um, AVI, Mondi, and Transaction Capital. Um, David, perhaps you can start us off with AVI. Yeah, AVI is uh, obviously, it's, I, I think it's one of the best food companies around, wonderful brands, very well-known brand, which gives them some kind of pricing, uh, you know, they can pass on prices. I mean, all food companies are facing higher input costs than that, but they can't go too far because I don't think, you know, I, I don't think they can push it that far. They can push it a little, but not too far. I like them. I like the business and I like the way they conduct themselves. So I would, uh, you know, I would, I would include ABI. I like it. You know, I do like it. Um, Mondi, Likewise, a packaging company. I, I think they've been performing pretty well. Um, we've spoken about it often now. I prefer it to SAPI by a long way. And certainly with a lot of uh, e-commerce taking place, they're in the right position. 
um, transaction capital could find a bit of pressure. It's a really good business, but I think on the same basis as Wayne said, uh, that you know that uh, costs are going up, taxi costs are going up. I think they could find a bit of pressure, and I would also expect secondhand cars to start to ease a bit now as supply chains are improved, and uh, you know you see new car sales are picking up quite dramatically. Yeah. So there was that shortage for a for for a short while. Yeah, sort of a COVID boost. When I interesting. To, yeah. mm. Sorry, David. Now let Wayne let Wayne talk as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, when I'm saying me, I I, I covered all of them, but. Um, yeah. Like um, to hear Wayne on TCP. Yeah, no, Wayne, we'll get Wayne's thoughts on TCP at the end of the show. Um, but, um, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> but on That's AV- a dead giveaway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I try to be subtle. Um, on AVI, Wayne, my colleague Mark Hassenfuss, um speculated that um, he wrote a, a quite a nice piece for the FM uh, last week uh, looking at spin-offs. Um, and, you know, because AVI uh, came under the, the attention of, uh, um, of an yeah. international buyer last year, they wanted the snacks business, which uh, yeah. I don't think anyone wanted them to sell. But th- the one division that is potential to be spun off could be I&J. And I wonder yes. if you have any views on that and if you think that that would create yes. some sort of interest in the share price. Yes, look, I've actually been discussing this quite a while, just, just recent, or discussing it quite a lot just recently. INJ doesn't fit there. It's too volatile. Shipping is like a low-cost airline business. It's actually not a good fundament. It's fundamentally not a good business. It's just too cyclical. Some years are absolutely wonderful. Other years are awful, and you get these massive swings mm. in the earning cycle, and it doesn't fit in with the other portfolio. So I think they could just, quite frankly, unbundle it. I don't think it's adding value to AVI. AVI is a business, I mean, as David said, obviously it's a fantastic business. And But even we, as we were speaking about cost pressure, even AVI couldn't pass on all their yeah. costs. Even their margin took pressure. I mean, they, they stated it quite specifically in that they could not pass on all the costs to the consumer. Mm. And that's unusual for AVI because normally they do just pass on the cost because their brand portfolio so is so strong that yeah. they can actually absorb the higher prices. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but do you think there might be a fill-up in the share price if, if I&J is spun Yes, off? definitely. Okay. Unquestionably. Um, and Monty? You know, um, AVI, they AVI, pay, sorry. I mean, they send those ships out, Irvin and Johnson, I&J. That's diesel. You know, the diesel price, I mean, yeah. they put, put, put there all, it's, it's a huge cost. And you don't yeah. know what your catches are going to be like. It's, yeah. it's, it's so volatile. You know, at least you can see the sugar cane growing, you know, or your wheat falling over, but you can't see where the fish are. You know, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a very difficult mm. business. Yeah, and, mm. and in fact, I mean, that's a, that is the critical point about a fishing business. Oh. It's, it's, the, it's the fuel price. That is absolutely mm. fundamental to how well it's going to do. Um, uh, okay. Um, and Mondi, um, Wayne, I mean, we, we've discussed it quite often on the show, and our pick, it seems, in the team is Mondi over Sappy. Um, yes. But, but Mondi has been a bit Sappy, of a frustration I mean, Mondi, Mondi, people. Mondi's, Mondi's always been less cyclical than Sappy. And uh, just to concur with David, you know, they're into more specialist packaging. And with the boost to online and the continued growth in online, the boost to online from COVID and lockdown, this is only a growth area. You'd actually be using more packaging, shopping online, than than what you would normally, you know, under 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 
so let's, let's call it the old-fashioned way of, of, of shopping. Yeah. Because, you know, you each thing is parceled and it's sent off. So you use significantly more packaging. Yeah. And Mondi's in this area. So I think they're very well positioned for, you know, the new way of shopping. So mm-hmm. I actually like Mondi. I mean, I know the share price hasn't done much at all for five years. But it, it looks reasonable value at, you know, just mm. 330 rand, wherever yeah. it is. I think it's quite good. Okay. And then there's a question on um, one well-diversified ETF portfolio. Is any particular <laughs> okay. ETF? I mean, there are, there are thousands of ETFs, but is any one e- or ETF that you particularly like? And I, I mean, the viewer doesn't specify whether they would be looking at an ETF in local shares or international shares or... It's such a difficult question. Sorry, Ranga. Now, if you want diversification, just buy a big index. You know, there's nothing wrong with index investing. I mean, the index, you know, on average will do the same as what any active manager will do on average, if not a little bit better if you take costs into account. So I would buy a global ETF or a US ETF, you know, if I was pushed to make a decision now. Do you spread yourself too thin if you buy, say, three ETFs, like a, a global ETF, an American ETF, and a Euro stocks, say? Or, um, I mean, does that, does that sort of spread you too thin, maybe? Yeah, yeah, it depends on the proportions that you buy them. might not be equal. You might heavily weight it towards the U.S. But, I, I, you know, some interesting ones that have come through there, some health ETFs now, which is still a big subject. Uh, you still got the fourth industrial revolution. If you think those companies are going to do well, that's come under pressure. But I think more and more of, uh, you know, you're getting more diversification that enables you to 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 spread your investments. Mm. I'm not a great believer in, in spreading it too wide. Um, but, you know, for choice, I think you can stay with the, with the S&P, okay. maybe the Euro stocks, whatever. Okay. Then there's a question on, um, please ask the panel when Tungela would be included in the resources sector. Or, uh, are they not? Uh, that's, you mean in I mean, the resources I mean, um, index? In the index. Surely they are. Which resource? I don't know. I, this is a question. I, I, it, it could be something. I mean, it's, it's, had a, it's up like 240%. What's it? It has a value of 30 billion, which is a reasonably size now. I mean, maybe they review it shortly and, and, and include it. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I thought it would be there. Mm. Are you talking the resource 10? I'm not sure what's in the resource 10 anymore. It doesn't specify, so, but yeah, maybe, yeah. you know, um, and I suppose maybe an index that then maybe one can buy an ETF that is focused mm. towards. Um, Wayne, can you help us out here? I'm not, a, I, I really don't know much about ETFs and the diversion, the dispersion of ETFs. I. Mm. Okay. Uh, sorry, sorry. On 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 I, I don't know whether it's going to be included or not. I mean, I think the resource one is a top fifteen, and uh, I don't know what the market cap is at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, then maybe uh, uh, I would say a trickier question: blue label. Um, and there is no question. It's just someone wants us to discuss it. So, uh, blue label has. I suppose we cannot, uh, most of us can't understand why they've thrown their weight so far behind Cell C and there's a recapitalization which is basically being uh, uh, wrapped up now. Um, would you still be interested at all in looking at Blue Label? David, I'll start with you. No, no. I, ju- I, just, I just think it's too difficult. You know, the fact that telecom is 
is battling. When I say battling, it's battling to grow its mobile while still having to um, operate its fixed line business. And that drags it down because there's still a commitment to keep that going. I mean, they, they do, they're doing very well. And I'd like to see what happens when MTN does buy telecom or how the Competition Commission is going to approach it and what they would suggest. But you wonder where Celsius is going to fit in to this. You know, how does it fit in against giants like MTN and Vodacom and uh, what it will have to do? And having just restructured itself, how much more capital will it need? So I think there, there could be quite a bit of ego around this that they, they're trying to get it going because they wrote off six billion in the, I think, faster than, than Tiger Brands lost in, uh, in Nigeria. I think this is the fastest Houdini act we've seen on the market. But uh, um, I, I, you know, I, I just wonder. The share price has been recovering quite nicely, I have yeah. to say, against this. But I don't know. I don't know what their plan is. Mm. You know, I don't know what their plan is. And having been 20 years in the country, uh, I think, Celsius, I don't know how long they've been, and not yeah. making a profit, you've got to ask questions. Yeah. Okay. Well, Wayne, unless you have further insights on Blue Label, you can be spared and go straight to your stock pick this evening. Yeah. Look, uh, I mean, uh, the, I'm obviously going for transactions capital. The, um, the PE ratio is still relatively high, but the share price has come off a little bit. And this is a fantastic business. It's very well run. The debt collection side is, 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 is really good. The taxi business, I mean, they supply every single thing that the taxi operator will, will, will ever need. And taxis aren't going anywhere. You know, they don't operate the taxi. They just service the taxi, supply the taxi and do everything. And I think this little weakness we've seen in the share price presents a, a very good buying opportunity in the, for the company. Mm. Okay. And David, what takes you fancy? I, I'm going NASDAQ. But I, I just chose the worst stock on the NASDAQ, which is Meta, which has been absolutely beaten up. And on the same basis, somewhere along the line, I've been doing quite a bit of reading on, on the Metaverse. And I think that Zuckerberg's going to be right. He's going to get this one right. There are, there's enormous upside in the so-called Metaverse, you know, which is putting on your goggles and, and, and wandering around a world that is uh, uh, a technological world. So I think he's going to get it right. Mm. So Perish I'll back the him thought. for mm. You might, you might I mean, back him, but I don't know if it's the world that you want to step foot into. No, no, no. He, him is a character, man. But, but, but uh, to get into the metaverse, I think, is, is, is just going to be another step forward. You know, one step above the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I, I suppose the jury will be out on that one. David Wayne, thank you very much for joining us this evening. Nice to chat to you both. Uh, David Shapiro is from Sasson Securities. Wayne McCurry from F&B Wealth and Investments will be back tomorrow night. Have a good evening. Thank you.